Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co, and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family just by being here with me listening to this podcast you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true let's do this together Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to another episode of the Finding Fertility Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Cox. I haven't said that for a while, so if you don't know, that's who I am. It's always bittersweet to have you guys here. I'm really hoping you're having a fab week and this podcast is supporting you through some of the really hard times. Now, we're going to continue on this month with another IG clip I did. It was a Q&A and I didn't bring it out to the podcast. I don't know why, but I think it fits in well with the last few episodes that we've had talking about immune issues and using IVF when you have autoimmune issues to help suppress your immune system, your overactive immune system, which is not allowing your body to welcome your baby home, which was, that was me. That was me for years and years, two failed IVFs until I found out that I had high natural killer cells. So I really go into the nitty-gritty of the pros and cons of using medication and obviously the things that you can do to help lower your immune system and improve your immune system naturally because it's something that you 100% can do and that is is through your gut. You guys know I am a huge believer in healing your gut and getting good gut health that spans out to every aspect of your body including your fertility and the two top ways you can do this is finding your food intolerances and reducing your stress levels. Now there's other things that you might need to build on top of that. So that's like targeted supplements or finding out if you have any gut issues like parasites, bugs. And so that might be something that you need to dig into if you're like, okay, just like me, I've been on this like clean eating lifestyle for so long and it's still not working even with the assistance of the medical field. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello, beautiful. I'm just getting this back up. I got a message from a sister of someone who has been dealing with infertility and I thought I would just come on here and share my answer to her question because I think it's really helpful. It'll probably be helpful to a lot of people dealing with similar issues. So she says, I know you've managed to conceive one of your miracles naturally, but I'm just wondering if you had treatment for your immune issues in either pregnancy. My sister had a failed IVF from unexplained infertility, a second IVF chemical pregnancy with an immune protocol, then fell pregnant naturally and is now having immune treatment treatment to try to sustain the pregnancy. She's only six weeks at the moment, so it's early days. So I'm just wondering your thoughts. She is, I think this is her immune protocol right now. She's on IVIG. 
She's on steroids, Clexane, and has had a lit at LIT therapy. Um, so she's really hoping these will do the trick. Now, the crazy thing about this is that there's no guarantee, even with immune supporting drugs, like an immune treatment when you're either doing IVF, and that's usually when they use immune supporting drugs. If you fall pregnant naturally, I suppose with a clinic, this is kind of the first case I've heard of it, is that they're using that immune support with the natural pregnancy. And usually when you have an immune issue that they know about, like high natural killer cells, they will use drugs to suppress your immune system because that's what's happening. Your immune system is on overdrive. And in my case, it was actually attacking the embryos. So my body wasn't allowing the embryo to implant and grow. An embryo is a foreign agent and it's one of the only ones that your body is like, oh, okay, that's it's foreign, but we like it. We're going to let it stay. So when you have an overactive immune system or you have immune issues, your body is like on overdrive and just like basically is trying to kill everything, which is really weird in a sense because you think you're never going to get sick because you have this like overactive immune system, which most of the time it's completely opposite. You get thyroid issues. For me, it always was in my sinuses and my throat and then like your gut issues too, but that's due to like leaky gut and having poor gut health. Now in my journey, I did my two IVFs fresh IVFs without knowing that I had immune issues. The first one was a complete and utter disaster. We didn't even get healthy embryos and this is what led me to start looking at my diet and lifestyle. Not because I believed in diet and lifestyle, I was just willing to do anything to improve my chances. So after a year we went back to do um, another round of IVF because I wasn't getting pregnant naturally and uh, we got such amazing embryos this time around but the fresh transfer i didn't even make it to day 28 with an amazing embryo it was like it was devastating so that's when i demanded the immune testing and found out i had the high natural killer cells even after a year, almost a year of doing a paleo diet. So I was like the super, super healthy and I was I still had high NK cells. And at the time I had no issues other than one little kind of poo issue that you wouldn't really think was a big deal but my body was still telling me like there is an issue here, but even if it was slight. So I think that's why people get a little tripped up on, well, there's nothing wrong with me. Like I literally cannot write down one symptom because unless you're really, really looking for it, which I wasn't at the time, you just think everything's fine. So the moment I found out I had the immune issue, we had, I think we had four, four, no, four or five frozen embryos that we were gonna transfer and the first one we went in, we transferred it with the immune suppressing protocol, which for me was interlipids, steroids, and clexane. And most of this started before the transfer. So they really want to suppress your immune system and get it really low. And then you continue it on once you achieved a positive pregnancy test. And you stay on this until you are past the 12 week mark because that's when they say the body now knows the difference. Like I think it's the placenta that has enough of its own hormones 
hormones and that that your body won't attack and and they say that but we all know that we can have miscarriages at any time of pregnancy but that's when they feel the most safe so they take you off those drugs so my first frozen embryo transfer i had a missed miscarriage so missed miscarriage is when you go in for a scan and you don't see a heartbeat um, and you didn't know that the baby wasn't growing anymore or wasn't alive so that was you know pretty heartbreaking my first pregnancy in like six years of trying but i must say for me personally it gave me hope because it was the first time i ever actually believed that my body could get pregnant and like proved it <laughs> like it's not even one of those like think positive and will happen it was like literally okay i've now just proven i can get pregnant so i will get pregnant type of things um so we went back in we waited uh, quite a few months i discovered the autoimmune paleo diet and went on that and saw my last symptom go away and we used immune suppressing drugs and I got pregnant and that is my IVF baby and that was about um, well five years and nine months next year ago and so we had him and I continued my own personal journey with diet and we knew we had two frozen embryos left and we were always going back for them so the way things worked in the UK, I had an emergency cesarean. So the clinic was like, you have to, we like advise you, they can't make you do anything, I suppose, but they're like, please wait until two year mark that you're gonna give birth. So we waited um, just for, you know, any kind of like complications to make sure that we lower our risks of that. And due to my husband's job, he went to places with the Azikra virus and so when he came back, we couldn't try naturally because we knew we wanted to do this frozen embryo transfer around a certain time. And so we just didn't try. We went back, the both embryos defrosted. We put two back in this time, very much against our clinics <laughs> advising us. They do not like to see multiple births in the UK. They really, really try to avoid it. But due to circumstances, we were leaving the United Kingdom and we knew that. And in my heart, I knew I couldn't leave them i wanted to you know know the outcome of them so we put two back in we did once again immune suppression drugs with that round and i had an early miscarriage so to say if you are you know using these immune suppressing drugs are these the magic fix for immune issues the answer is no they're not a magic fix um just like Everything that you use out there, whether it's diet, lifestyle, medical support, drugs, supplements, none of those things guarantee you anything. I truly personally believe that once egg meets sperm and you get to the point of you know, either naturally it happening or you're transferred during IVF, things are written in the stars. There's very little that you can do to really make that outcome a success or a failure. So that doesn't mean, you know, you do everything you can. So if you know you have an immune issue and you are getting or using medical treatment, you know, using those drugs are one way you can improve your situation, but it's not set in stone that that will work. After my second miscarriage, after our last transfer, I just kept up, I've just always kept up my new diet and lifestyle because I know 
that's the best for me on a day-to-day -day life. I started it because of my infertility, but I keep it up because I want to, you know, live healthy. I don't want to wake up feeling like crap. I don't want to deal with issues day in, day out. Um, little niggly things and now that I'm an older mom I have my boys at 35 and 37 I want to be there for them you know I'm gonna be in my 50s when they graduate high school so it's really it's hard because it's not tangible you're doing things not necessarily for the day in the moment and we all mess up like don't get me wrong I have my my fun days <laughs> where maybe there's too much red wine or you know I decide to have a pizza but I do see the effects later in the day or later later in the week. And obviously that builds up. The more and more you put inflammation on your body, the more you kind of beat yourself up, your body doesn't have time to regenerate and it just gets sicker and sicker and sicker. So unfortunately I can't come on here and say that these are going to be what's going to save a pregnancy because in my experience it doesn't. And that's why I push diet and lifestyle so much because it is something that you can control on a day in day out life style way. And also after the second miscarriage, I got pregnant naturally two months later. And I don't wanna say we weren't trying or any of that cliche BS because my journey was, it was long. I mean, it was like eight years in, we had just finished you know, our fifth round of medical treatment and I was done trying to conceive. Even though I knew in my heart I wanted another baby, there was no way in hell I was going back to like temping and charting and ovulation sticks or even medical treatment. Like I was, that was me done. And if we had another baby, we had another baby. And it just so happened the first time that my husband and I could have unprotected sex resulted in our second son who was I don't want to call him a natural miracle because I can tell you exactly what I did for years to add up to that and that's why I'm so passionate about helping you guys because you don't have to struggle as long as I did I didn't really have I had my health coach which was great but he didn't have any fertility experience he didn't deal with infertility and even though he had that knowledge we kind of were still throwing darts in the dark with what autoimmune issues are related to infertility so what I can offer you guys now is kind of like a shortcut, a short guide to getting where you need to go. And I say shortcut, I don't mean this is going to happen overnight because it doesn't, but it won't take you years and lots of guessing and, and lots of money and lots of heartache like it did me. So I really hope that's answered your questions. I hope and my fingers are crossed for your sister. It is so heartbreaking. The other thing that I want to mention about the drugs, every time I I bring this up, I always get someone saying my doctor won't do the immune protocol for me. And I have to say that this is probably the one thing I agree with doctors on because the drugs that you get put on, especially the steroids, are absolutely no joke. They are really hard on your body and I think the main reason that doctors don't put you on is there is none to little research of what these drugs can possibly do in regards to your baby's long-term health. We are obviously seeing that there's not necessarily a like you take them and this is what's going to happen with your baby. I mean and there's nothing like that because fertility is so fickle. You can have an alcoholic or someone who does drugs during their pregnancy and doesn't necessarily affect their baby like coming out look oh it's a beautiful crying happy baby latches on but what I've learned and what I've studied through epigenetics is that when we are using these really hardcore drugs 
tricking our body into getting and staying pregnant the big issue is is your overall health i say all the time you do not need to get be healthy to get pregnant that is proven by our best friend's sister who eats mcdonald's every day and <laughs> gets knocked up with triplets but epigenetics is showing us it is really important to make sure that we are trying and doing our best before three months four months before we even try naturally or go for our IVF or an IUI and keep that up as much as we can during our pregnancy our gut health impacts our children's gut health it's all we're all connected and so when I was doing my immune suppressing drug system on those three uh, frozen embryo transfers I was crazy strict with my diet and drank a lot of bone broth and was just really really clean as much as I could because I knew that I wanted to you know I can't control everything you can't but I wanted to help reverse any bad or negative impact those drugs would possibly have on my children's long-term health so if you are doing that that's something really to think of you know diet and lifestyle is still really important if you are using medical treatment you know medical treatment is great and we're so i'm so grateful that we live in a time that we have this but we also have to think of long term you know once again it's not tangible we can't hold on to these things so it's really hard to wrap our heads around okay what i'm doing right now in this six months block could potentially have a really big impact when my kid is 15 20 25 I mean, even 5, 10. So it'd be really interesting to see if anyone does the research or watches these babies being born and how their mental and physical health are. And even if people are doing this, once again, it's never going to be necessarily proved right or wrong because fertility is so fickle and there's nothing set in stone. You can't predict anything. So anyways, I hope that has cleared anything up. If you have any questions, throw me a DM. If you scroll through my IGTVs, I did a two-part series on the book that set me to where I am now and really got me involved of like, there's something going on in my body. Is my body baby friendly? This is what set me on my journey. And I do like two really in-depth IGTVs on this. So definitely go check them out. All right, I hope that has cleared some things up and you guys have a beautiful day. Bye. I hope today's episode has given you some food for thought, no pun intended, but maybe just given you, you know, some more clarity on where you want to go with your journey and what you want to do, whether that's both. I know I use both diet and lifestyle. Well, for all three of my frozen embryo transfers, like I said, I used the immune suppressing drugs. It gave me a mixed bag of results, didn't it? But the cool thing about doing the diet and lifestyle and you keep giving it time and time and time such amazing things come out of it not only my natural pregnancy but so many other aspects of my life have improved dramatically because of it i wouldn't be here talking to you guys today if i didn't do these things like i said on a previous episode these things have really changed my life so reach out with any questions you know i'm at monica at findingfertility.co i hope you guys have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of Finding Fertility. Thank you 
once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.